good look. Amen. Good to see you all. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. It's a real joy to be gathered with you. Those here in the sanctuary and also in the fellowship hall and on the Zoom streaming with us. God bless you to every one of you. Praise God. We just want to start out by singing many things about tomorrow. It's been uh, a bit that way for uh, a long time. We don't know what tomorrow is holding, but we're thankful that God knows. Amen. And he's brought us through. Brought us through. Jesus has brought us through. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 1. I don't know about tomorrow. I just live from day to day. And I don't
Praise the Lord. Why don't we stand together? I'd like to sing in the key of C, Hosanna. Blessed be the rock of my salvation. And you all feel free just to praise and worship with all of your heart, just the way you feel you want to. Amen. <clears throat> oh, magnify the Lord with me, for He is worthy to Oh, thanks. 
singing so wonderful amen maybe we could sing that little chorus blessed be blessed be <clears throat> maybe i'll ask our brother tim dodd if you'd come and pray with us we just want to worship the lord amen you O lord you O lord are a strong and mighty tower Blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. 
We worship you this morning, Father. We give you all the glory and all the praise and all the honor. For thou art worthy, Lord Jesus. Thou art worthy, O Lord Jesus. And we love you, Lord. And we love to sing your praises, Lord. We love to worship you, Lord. We love to come in your presence, Lord. With thanksgiving on our lips, O Lord Jesus. For you are great and you do miracles so great, O God. Thank you, O God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Just invite our brother Tim to come and pray with us. Just have one prayer request here from uh, Sister Janelle Lamb. She has back trouble that's going to require surgery very soon. We just want to pray for her healing and that the Lord will have his hand in it all. And uh, amen. Just trust and believe with our sister. Amen. Each and every one of you, those with us here online, on the Zoom, bring your needs to the altar as we go to prayer. Amen. God bless you. Come, Brother Tim. As we bow our heads together, if you have a need that maybe you desire to let the Lord know, just raise your hand to Him and some way signify that to Him that sees everyone, whether you're here, whether you're at home. We'll just believe together. Heavenly Father, O Lord, it has been some time since we have gathered this many licks of fire together. Around your throne, O God, you gave out the licks of fire. You gave out the Holy Spirit, Lord, a portion of yourself. You birthed us by it, O God. Now we're coming together rejoicing. We're coming together, Lord, in reverence and in humility, O God. Lord, we believe that you're ready for action and we're ready for you to move us, O Lord. And we're just desiring, Lord, that you'll have your perfect way this morning. Father, I just have it on my heart if if we have ever taken these services for granted, forgive us, Lord. Lord, we humble ourselves. We love you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We count not as being under the authority of government, but we count ourselves as being under the authority of Almighty God. And you have made a way for us to gather together. And furthermore, Father, we are believing that every soul that is ordained to life will be gathered here where they ought to be, Lord. Lord, we believe that these restrictions must go. We believe, Father, that we are ordained to gather together in these last days. You have spoken it in your word. And even your prophet said, Lord, he said, we don't know how long we'll have freedom of religion. But Lord, we're just claiming every ounce of it that you have ordained for us, Lord. We welcome you, Lord, and we lift our hearts unto you. And we say, Father, fill this place. 
Let it be as though it was full. Let every home room be as though it was full, oh God. Let every place where saints are gathered together around your word, around this service this morning, may your presence just flow out from this place. And may it fill everyone. And may it uplift everyone. And may it encourage everyone. May it strengthen, oh God. Lord, may sicknesses fall by the wayside. Lord, may diseases be scared and run away, Lord. We're asking, oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ, that every demon would see the light of your word and that they will flee to the darkness from whence they came. And we welcome you, Lord, to have the preeminence. Take control of every part of this service. We remember our sister Lamb, Lord. She's got a physical ailment in her back. The doctors think they can help her. We're asking, Lord, that you'll just give wisdom. Lord, that you'll give divine direction. May your will be done because the doctors might help, but you are the healer, Lord. You alone are the healer. And may the virtue that was loose 2,000 years ago come to our sister even now and heal that back ailment, we pray. Lord, let each and every one receive their request. You see each and every need. Bless Brother Tom as he comes to bring the word, Lord. May your anointing be upon him, Father. We've come to hear from you. We appreciate the man, but we've come to hear from you, Lord. We're thankful for the gift. We're thankful for every gift in the body. And we pray, Lord, even as Brother Ryan, as we sang this song, as he was inspired, we we don't know what will come our way, but we know you're in control. And that, Lord, is why we come to you this morning. You are in control. And so we welcome you, Lord, to have complete control now. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Tim. God bless you. You can have your seats. Brother Mike Gagne is going to be uh, singing a special for us this morning. And we sure appreciate that and that you'll just come and prepare and get ready. Um, just have a, a note of thanksgiving here. Um, there was a lovely wedding here on Thursday, and Brother Caleb and Sister Hannah were united in marriage, and just a beautiful, beautiful couple and a beautiful day. Pray that God will just richly bless them and. Brother Sam and Sister Rebecca and Brother Tom, Sister Kim, just want to thank each and every person that was uh, involved to make the wedding happen and so special, and especially the the efforts of the uh, tech team that could put it on the Zoom and the streaming so that we could be a part of it and we could enjoy it. And uh, yes, it was a great effort, a very lovely, lovely Wedding of two fine young people. Amen. Raised in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Praise God. Alrighty. Brother Mike. Want to sing something? Alright. Let's sing. Have the preeminence you desire in our lives. Have the preeminence you desire. In our lives, oh, in our lives, have the preeminence that you 
God bless you, saints. Good to be here. Praise the Lord. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, the minister bringing the word this morning has a birthday. So if you would uh, want to put your hands together for him. Amen. We're so blessed by the ministry here. It's done something real in our lives. Uh, this here is going to be a congregational. I think most of you probably know it. Uh, I was just called this morning to do this. and I have some great singers behind me that did harmony, but they haven't got microphones, so you're going to have to be the harmony. Okay? You got the words up there? Good. Satan stands before you Accusing me of sin The pressure is unceasing, Lord I know with whom I've been The wall should fall around me In your word I'll stand Hand in mine to guide me to my promised land I die believing difference of token names I die believing if that's what it takes I die believing the catching away of your pride I die believing You're living inside I sins recall to memory My thoughts won't let me be The greatest battle ever fought Rages on in me Although I look defeated now Just wait around and see The Spirit of the living God Do battle for me I die believing Difference a token name I die believing If that's what it takes I die believing The catching away of your pride I die believing you're living inside Your spoken word made flesh in me Preparing your bride for eternity The stature of a perfect man Is your plan for me Recognizing your word in this day Called, elected, anointed, and placed 
service for the living God. A capstone soon we will meet. I die believing the difference a token makes. I die believing if that's what it takes. I die believing the catching away of your bride. I die believing you're living inside. One more time. I die believing difference a token makes. I die believing. If that's what it takes, I die believing the catching away of your bride. I die believing you're living in Praise God. Amen. There's something about a real believer that's filled with resolve and resolution. So many examples in the scriptures of saints that have gone on before us and that were just firm in their stance and their belief no matter what happened. You can think of the Queen Esther. If I perish, let me perish, but I'm going in to see the king. Amen. The three Hebrew children and so many. Prophet Daniel. On and on we could go. Amen. And it's the same thing for the believers today. Amen. Praise God. I'd like to sing and invite Brother Tom to come out now. But I'd like to sing that. Uh, it's really a choir song. But I've got a choir here today. Psalm 34. I just love singing that together with a congregation of people. And maybe we can stand sing with all our hearts and help me sing it I'm not the greatest singer especially at these new songs but I'm thankful that we have a congregation full of people that are very capable amen so drown me out sing with all your heart amen I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me Look on him, our radiant. Don't ever be ashamed, never be ashamed. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. 
my birthday present. 
you're my birthday present. God bless you all. And those that couldn't be here, this church, this body of believers that God has given us to soldier and with, the greatest gift that God gave me outside of himself, my dear wife. So God bless you all. Thank you for that. Amen. It's been quite a week. I've had quite a week. We had a mar- our wedding on Monday, wedding on Thursday, and preaching on Sunday. So we just don't sit back and do nothing. We do something. <laughs> so we had the wedding of Danilin, which is uh, Danny and Melinda's daughter, um, Sierra. And then we had uh, Alex, brother Alex. I always get the names of Kieten, and it's Mr. and Mrs. Alex Kieten, and now we have Hannah and Mary and Caleb, and it's Mr. and Mrs. Caleb Frey. Not too different from Ray, so we'll accept that. We'll, we'll accept that, and if they're listening this morning, whether they're both on their honeymoons, God bless them, and God be with them and give them a special, special honeymoon. We have a service today, which is obvious. One service is Memorial Day on the state side, and some of the support staff, they'll be away for this weekend, so that's why we have only one service. Next Wednesday, all our Wednesdays will stay the same, and not to put Brother Tim on the the hook, but if you're available for Wednesday, (laughs) we'd love to have you minister to us. That would be awesome. Then June 6th, Brother Murphy's going down to the uh, camp and they'll be having, we'll have that day one service because we have that at 11 and it helps the saints then get home and it just works that way when we, when we're down there. They'll have the young people's on a Saturday night apparently. And then June 13th will be, I'll be speaking here at home and um, Brother Murphy will be speaking at the camp. So we'll be at the two services. So we won't, Add anything more or anything less to your minds this morning, and but that's the way that it will, uh, we've laid it out anyway. And Brother Michael Gagne gave that a grand announcement. I don't know how grand it is, but uh, he he's the one that's always led the way because he's the same age as Brother Ken and myself, and he starts in January, Ken's in March, and I get it in May. So here we are of the same age, when, and we're going to be changed together. Brother Mike, we're going to be changed together, Sister Debbie. Don't you love the Lord? Love the Lord, and we love you. God bless you. What a great day it is to have you here, not only in the balcony, in the sanctuary, but also in the fellowship room. Uh, you know, as Brother Tim says, away with these crazy orders or whatever they call it. <laughs> we, we want our family back, and... And it's nice to see the family of God. And Eli was thinking of you and your dear wife yesterday, just saying, I'm just yearning to see your face again. And and here you are this morning, your first one I saw coming in. And prayed much for Brother Henry. He'll be probably listening this morning. He's at home. And talked to him uh, on the phone, Sister Joanna and myself, and getting stronger. we got to keep on remembering Brother Milko and, of course, Sister Bev Charman having needs within their body. I believe the same God that walked the face of the earth, our Lord Jesus Christ, that walked with our prophet, is the same God that walks with his bride. And I believe in the supernatural. I'll never stop believing in the supernatural. Because as Brother Ken Andy's preached years ago, 
It's natural for God to be supernatural because that's what God is, supernatural. I'll never forget that service, Brother Andes. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Our dear and precious Heavenly Father, what a joy it is to call you my Father, my God, my Lord, our lovely Lord Jesus Christ. So, Father, as we entreat you this morning, Lord, with uplifted hearts and hands, we just pray that the word would become so personal within all of our lives. It's not something we memorize. It's not something, Lord, that we do and don't do. It's something that we love and we want to live. So I pray, Lord Jesus, for the youngest to the oldest, that the word will unfold himself to us. And move us into a channel that we've never experienced before. We see how the word has moved through the ages. And men of God caught that revelation. We want to catch our revelation. We want to catch what your thought is for us at this junction of time. So, Father, as we've gathered now, I pray you'll break the bread of life to us. Feed every hungry soul and meet every need. Be with those that could not be with us this morning that would love to be here. And yet there be a rotation as the government has given us thus. We just pray that each and every one would be blessed. Joined with us, whether it be by internet, by Zoom, or by being present. We commit all things to you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Why don't you take your Bibles, please, to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Thank you, musicians. For your faithfulness through all this COVID business. You've worked your brains out and we appreciate it. And Ben, you've worked your fingers off, so God will give you new hands one day. Ephesians chapter 5, very common scripture to most of us. I preached on the darker, darker it gets, the better it gets last week. And I want to say the darker it gets, the greater it gets this week. The darker it gets, the greater it gets for the bride of Jesus Christ. The Bible says here in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. I want you to reread that with me because I would like you to just have that in your mind as we minister. For you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Turn to, of course, now that relates to Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60. You were once darkness, but now ye are light. Isaiah 60. Verse 1. Arise, shine. For thy light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. You may have your seats. Just a little bit, Jordan, just a little bit. It's hot. It's okay. 
And if I get a little bit excited, it would be really not okay. So we'll take a look at this scripture, Isaiah 60, and remember that you were once darkness, but now you're children of light. But I'd like you to look at this with me because I'm going to try and break it down a little bit and then we'll go on with the service. Isaiah saying in 61, Arise, shine, for thy light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen on thee. Well, Sharon, so nice to see you. God bless you. Um, this arisen, of course, is typed or tied to, and we'll get into it, salvation, a new life, or it's called a connection. So if the glory of the Lord has risen on thee, what God is really wanting is to have a connection with you. A connection. Not a disconnect, because there's so much in the realm of disconnect, and that's how Satan has worked within our homes and work and and play or whatever we do. He tries to separate families and disconnect families. But the glory of the Lord has risen on you to give you new life so that you could be connected with God. Connection. There's a connection there. In simple terms, it gives then God's opinion regarding a thing or someone. The glory of God, because then if you take the glory... it, it breaks it down and, and we've seen it over the years and preached it. The glory of God that sets upon us is that if the glory is on Silas, his opinion of you has to be something because he wouldn't do it unless you were seed. God does not set his glory on serpent seed. It just doesn't happen. So now the glory of God is upon you to give you a connection with God so that you could display his Splendor. So there's a purpose of it. It's not just coming to church. It's not, and yet we love it and look at it here. We're just yearning to have it. But the word of God is to have a connection with his people that the splendor of God should be, should be exuded out of our lives because we're talking about his glory, not your glory, his glory. So his connection with you is that you might then be a reflection of the light of God, which is the glory of God, which is the splendor of God, which is the dignity of God, which is the high position that God has put you in. This is wonderful scripture. You know, we get beat up enough. You get beat up enough. You beat yourself up enough. You get up in the morning and you beat yourself up, you know. Am I going to live a victorious day today? And you look at yourself in the mirror and say, you call yourself a Christian. Are you really a Christian? You might say something sharp to your wife. You didn't have the egg done right or the toast was burnt or something like that. And you let something out maybe that you shouldn't have. And you say, oh my, I beat myself up. But if we look at ourselves, Brother Bram often said, if Jesus realized in perfect faith who he was in the word, which he was the word, if the bride could only realize who she is. You'll understand then the glory of God is on you to have a connection so that, Sam, you can have the splendor of God and the honor of God and the dignity of God. And that's a portion that the bride is to start projecting today. As we've often said, John Wesley caught his portion. Luther caught his portion. Pentecost caught their portion and the restoration of the gifts. Now the bride's to catch her portion, her honor, his glory, his splendor. A high position. 
But we just come sometimes and play and we just be, wow, it's church. We've got to have church because it becomes a social network. We're beyond that. The bride's beyond social network. We're here to hear the word of God and have that word of God open and release the life of God that's within us by the presence of God. For behold, the darkness covers the earth and darkness, gross darkness, the people. So we say, oh, it's getting very dark out here and, and, and it's, it's a dark land. But it's more than that. It's darkness, the people. People are becoming dark. Their thinking is dark. Dark thinking to the point that we've come to the fulfill the scripture. They'll call that which is good, evil and evil, good. We are there. We are there. The people is gross darkness. The people. How you could say something so simple and so true and, and, and the, taken wrong so quickly. If, if I say, you know, uh, you know, I brought up in Chilliwack, I get to be a white supremacist or something. You can't, you can't identify with anything that is, I was brought up in England or came from England or the British. You can't identify yourself with anything. Well, I'll tell you what. We just stay and identify ourselves with the Bible. You can't go wrong with that. And if they want to come against gross darkness, the people. But as soon as you start quoting the Bible, you're prejudiced. It's gross darkness, the people. Their minds are warped. And the God of this evil age has blinded their minds. Lest the light of the gospel would shine on them. So he blinds his own children's minds. The Bible says, and the Gentiles shall come to light. The Gentiles shall come to light. And the kings to the brightness of his rising. Amen. That's scripture for you and me. So then we have arisen then with a spirit from, uh, the Hebrew will say, you have risen then from a darkness, from a spiritual depressed state. And how many people are depressed today? So arise, shine, for your light's coming. We, we say, well, we've listened to this message from 1964. But many times when we have glossed over or uh, let's say it this way, we've grown up. And when you were as a child, you read as a child and you spank as a child. But when you became a man, you read like a man and a woman, a bride of Jesus Christ. So arise and you've arisen into a new life. It's not just rising up from a person that's standing in a standing position. It's arising to what your position in him is. Hmm. Okay. So now we're just, just broadening it out for you. Not, okay, you're nice couples. You're nice families. You're nice children. You're wonderful people. I love you dearly. But we want to go on in the revelation of what the word of God is. And as Brother Branham, if you, if you even read, or can I say, if you ever listen to Shalom, the two Shaloms, it'll change your life. It will literally change your life. You start to, start to understand, and we'll read some quotes out of it, of course, but to understand that a prophet lived in a world by himself. Trying to catch a bride. And it's more relevant today than it ever has been. You say, well, that was 1964. You might as well put on, on the book 2001. 
Really, 1964, gross darkness, the people, gross darkness, the land. Well, that might have been the start of it. That might have been the start of it. But I just went, I just went back and, you know, I, you can type it in yourself. Um, well, how many mass murders did they have in, in 63? Eight people got killed in 63. Eight. And here we are today with murders. In hospital, not in workplace, elementary schools, social events, seven, uh, 117 people, 463 wounded, and there was only three. Homicides. How about incarcerations? Just, this is America. I'm not gonna, and this is not, this is just a, a little foundation. I'm not gonna major on this because I'm gonna major on the good, the good, not the bad. But just, I just want you to get gross darkness of people, gross darkness of the land. Homicides in itself was 16,000 in 2019, 423. 5,012,260 men were incarcerated. 1,905,000 women were incarcerated the same year. That's over 6 million people went to jail. That's just America. We're not talking the world. If we looked at other and in, in, in the insane dark times that we're living in, not to major on it, of course, but 40 to 50 million abortions are done a year. There's already, I counted at 11 o'clock, uh, 11.43 last night, there were 17,390,999. That's one year. That's this last year. Road rage. Do not, do not, if somebody cuts you off, honks at you, you just smile. Okay? Just smile. Brother Bram said it'll come to a time where you need to pack your gun down the street. And guess what Texas is doing? They got a gun rule. Now you can, a concealed weapon. You don't even need a license. Don't go to Texas. I don't, don't go to Texas. I love David McGarry. You better not be packing. 218 people shot, killed. 12,610 people were beaten up. In the last 10 years, it's a 500% increase. And the last depressing stat that I have for you today is suicide rate is 132 per day. One death every 40 seconds. It's worldwide 800,000 die a year. Boy, that really brightens a person up, isn't it? But we are not gross darkness or gross darkness, the people. We are rise and shine because your light has come. And God separated the darkness of your life through the light of the word, which was the message of the hour, because there was nothing that could drive the darkness out of your life outside of the message of Malachi 4. 
I don't care what church you went to. I don't care what denomination you went to. How good your family was. We're all born in sin. We're all shaped in iniquity. And it took this message to drive back the darkness. That you and I can rejoice this morning in the light of God. And the presence of God. And the splendor of God. And the glory of God. To God be the glory and honor and praise. Hallelujah. You might as well praise him. This is the house of praise. You praise them at your home. You praise them this morning. This is the house that God has given us to glorify his name. And so it is today, Brother Bram said in the message, Shalom, gross darkness is coming on the people. And here we are. God has allotted his word to be manifested this day. It's the only light. You might as well thank God. Thank God. Thank God. As Brother Biscoe said years ago, he came to me. The resurrection came to me. The message came to me. There is only one light and that light is God and God is light and God is this message. I'm going to get a little stronger on that point as we go along. Because I don't care what you say. Anybody that walks away from this message is going back into darkness. We've arisen. We have risen to our spiritual position. We know who we are. We're empowered by God. We're strengthened by God. To rise means rise to power. And as many as received him, gave he them power to become the sons of God. This is not a time where we are all afraid and afraid of things that are coming on the earth. This is where the bride stands and shines for the glory of God. For ye are the lights to this world. The only light that we can have today in the church is God vindicating his light to this generation. That's the only light you got. You thank God when you get up in the morning. You let your children know outside of the message that God has given us. Through Revelation 10, 7. There is no light outside of this word. It's gross darkness. The land grows darkness. The people. I could have labored on it a little bit more. I could have given you more stats. The church and its order will take the order of the day. Christ and his light word promise will go, will go in the rapture. That's the only thing that's left for us to do. It's the day. It's today. It's the dawning of a new day for many who are looking for his coming. The hour is here. This is the hour. It's the greatest hour the church has ever moved into. Just before the coming of the bridegroom, oh my, the real church of the living God ought to be on fire. Baptized with the Holy Ghost and? All right. So the church should be on what? Amen. That's what we are. We are on fire. I'm sorry, Levi. You got to get the fire. Every young man, fire. Holy Ghost, fire. Not sitting in a pew. Something burning in your soul. Listen, I fought for the devil enough. Now I'll fight for Jesus with everything I've got. 
Amen. I was once darkness, but now I'm light. This is the hour, the greatest hour the church has ever moved into. Just before the coming of the bridegroom. The real church of the living God ought to be on fire, burning with the light of the gospel, being vindicated amongst them. Amen. Rise. Shine. For your light has come. It's not just a message of 1964. It's a message for us this morning. Arise out of your depression. Arise out of your situation. Your doldrums. Don't look at 10 years ago when you used to praise God. Praise God now. Hallelujah. You're just, listen saints, have you ever been told you're good for nothing? Have you ever been told that? As a little boy, you're just good for nothing. You failed. You're good for nothing. Well, let me help you with that. Let's turn to 1 Kings chapter 9. I never have called the bride of Christ a good for nothing. But we were once darkness, good for nothings. 1 Kings 9 verse 10. And it came to pass at the end of the 20 years when Solomon had built the two houses, the house of the Lord and the king's house. Now Hiram, the king of Tyre, had furnished Solomon with cedar trees, fir trees, with gold, according to all his desire. Then King Solomon gave Hiram 20 cities in the land of Galilee, in the way of Neptalin, Zebulun. This is where the area we're going to talk about. And they sat in darkness. There he gave them 20 cities. There's Solomon. After he's been given all the cedar trees he needed and all the fir trees he needed, all the gold that he needed. And the Bible goes on to say, and Hiram came out from Tyre to see the cities which Solomon had given them and they pleased him not. And he said, what cities are these which thou have given me, my brother? And he called them the land of Kabul. Unto this day. The land of Kabul. Kabul in the Hebrew means good for nothing. Those 20 cities. Oh, I'm not looking at you, Barb. Kabul. <laughs> Missouri, is there a city in, in, in were you from Kabul? <laughs> no. All right. I was afraid to say Kabul, but. But he called them cities of good for nothing. And it's called Kabul today. But we have to look at a prophecy because it's still a part of God's land. It doesn't matter whether you were in darkness or you were in Kabul or whether you were good for nothing. God and Hiram, he didn't even want these cities. He said, really? After I've given you everything? Okay, Solomon, what he did, if you want to read it out and study it out, he took them back. 
And after he took them back, he restored them. Hallelujah. After the devil didn't want us, huh? God restored us. We who sat in darkness, gross darkness, light has shined on you. Because there was a prophecy under nine, Isaiah 9, 1, that there will be no more gloom for her who was in anguish. And it's referring to the land of Naphtali, the, na- uh, the land of Zebulon. He treated the land of Zebulon and Naphtali with contempt. Because what had happened, the Assyrians and the Phoenicians, it was a crossroads. And the Phoenicians, it was a trade road. It was a trade route. And so the Phoenicians stopped, set up homes, and the Jews, they would then intermarry with the Assyrians and the Phoenicians, and and they called it the way of the Gentiles. Hmm. It became the way of the Gentiles, the off-scouring to the Jews. And Jesus, after being tempted in the wilderness, now comes into Nazareth. Dwelt in Capernaum, which is here we're talking in this area, which is upon the seacoast in the borders of Zebulun and Naphtali, a place where the here uh, the god or the king of Tyre called it good for nothing cities, good for nothing people. Is this what you're going to give me? Solomon was willing then to take them back and restore it back to their glories, back to what they were before the Gentile defiled them. Nevertheless, darkness and despair was on the land, but Jesus came that it might be fulfilled by Isaiah's prophecy. The land of Zebulun and the land of Nephtali, by the way, the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people that sat in darkness, they saw great light. Amen. The people that are the good for nothings. Brother Bram said to the Pentecostal people, if you won't receive this, prostitutes, gamblers, and alley rats, they will receive this. The nobodies. You and me, Brother Dan, the nobodies of the world. And God has restored us back to our glory and our splendor. Hallelujah. Arise, shine. Amen. There's no reason for depression. There's no reason for it. You have got the glory of God on you. Hallelujah. Listen, everything that happens to us. I've said it for years. I'll say it again. Every trial. Listen, I, I, I look at my skin here. I have no feeling in my arm. I look at it every day and I go, why is there no feeling? Lord, just make those nerve endings come back so I can at least feel my arm. And we live in our trials, but we don't let our trials dictate our feelings, our attitudes. We let our word, the word in us dictate our feelings, our attitudes. We take subject to this body. Amen. We were the nobodies. We were the good for nothings. We weren't wanted by anybody. But Jesus had us in his mind. And in him is light. And life eternal. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. I just said you want to notice here now. 
These cities, they were called Kabul in the Old Testament. They were good-for-nothing cities. I was a good-for-nothing in this world. I was living in the way of the Gentiles. But Jesus knew exactly my address. That's where his ministry started. That's when this ministry started to unfold. There was the, I never saw the miracles. I was never in the meetings. I didn't have a clue what was going on in the world. I didn't know about the Oral Roberts and the Tommy Hickses and uh, Tommy Osborne's. I didn't know nothing about it. I was still in gross darkness. The land, gross darkness, the people. But by the grace of God, God knew where we lived. We lived in a land of Kabul. Nobody's. But Jesus knew exactly where you and I were. Could anything good come out of Nazareth? That's where the expression comes. Can anything good come out of the land of Kabul? Or this is defiled to the Gentiles? Could anything good come out of there? Could anything good come out of Cloverdale? Could anything good come out of Langley? Could anything good come out of Congo? Could anything good? I want you to say yes. Yes. Can anything good come out of China? Yes. Russia, yes. There's a bride elected around the world. Amen. Anything good? Surely the Messiah will come to his elected seed. Son of God. When it shines, Brother Bram said, on that elected seed. When the word of God shines on that predestinated seed. It comes to life real quick. Just as soon. I don't care what the state of life they're in. This is your prophet. He doesn't care what state of life we were in. Whether we were dopers, smokers, drunkards, religious. He did not care. Amen. It will come to life. I don't care what your state of life. You might have been a prostitute, a drunkard, a gambler. That light will shine on you. And when it shines, it strikes that seed and life comes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Brother Bram said, there's a man here that can turn on the light. There's a man here this morning, young people. Doesn't matter who's listening to me. I don't care where you are. Listen, we're, uh, I just, I guess I am what I am. Forgive me for what I am. But I love this message. I love this Lord Jesus. I'll shout it from the hilltops no matter what. Whether there's nobody here or everybody here, it doesn't change for me. Brother Bram said, there is a man here that can turn on the light. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you even in you to the end of the world. There's a man that can turn on Tom Ray's light. Those who sat in the regions of the shadow of death. Some of them under traditional death. Traditional death. Yep. Some of them under kinds of uh, cancer death. Some under the death of denomination. Under the death of creed. But when that light flashes. Then is the same who said. It's the same one who said in the beginning. Let there be light. Amen. Hallelujah. And there was gross darkness over a chaotic earth. And the same one that said, let there be light. And he divided the light from the darkness. Is the same God that came down to your earth and divided your darkness and separated. And light now shines. 
We don't live in shadow, saints. We live in the light. Hallelujah. Peter, it was light that drove out that cancer. It was the light of God. Hallelujah. The same one that said in the beginning, let there be light, is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He's present here today, right here, right now. Do not get scared. He can turn on the light. When persecution comes, do not get scared. Don't get scared. It's light. And he'll catch his people. She'll not go through the tribulation. She won't. She'll be caught away. How they're going to do it, brother Brenham? Looks awful dark. No matter how dark it gets. If you can't even see the hand before you, just remember, there's a man here that can turn on the light. Amen. It might be dark tomorrow, but there's a man here that's going to turn on your light. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what his whole ministry was about. His whole ministry was about. Was to take us out of the land of darkness into the land of his glorious light. Amen. Can I give you a couple examples? Can I give you a couple examples? I see a woman here. She's shadowed by death. What was he doing? He was letting them know that gross, gross darkness, the land, gross darkness, the people. There's a lady here sitting here. She's got a throat condition, cancer condition. You're blackened. You're shadowed to death. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of the Son, your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, bless this woman and may the shadow of death leave her. Amen. Amen. I'm in a prayer line every time I open a, a message book. I don't have to wait till the end of the book. I, I'm in a prayer line at the beginning of the book. When he starts to preach the message, preach the word. I'm in a prayer line, saints. And that word heals the people. Hallelujah. Yes, you that got a throat condition, got a cancer. You're shadowed to death. You there, lady. You got a dark shadow following you. There's a black shadow hanging over that man in that chair. You got tuberculosis. You're shadowed to death. He isn't a Christian. He is shadowed to death. You're interested that he does receive Christ. Receive him. Amen. You're shadowed to death if you can only believe. Let's bow our heads. How hard is this, saints? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Listen to this one. Jesus Christ is here to take it off you. There's a dark shadow following you all the time. You're conscious of something near you. It's there all the time. Do you believe that God's going to take it from you? Satan, leave this man. Come out of him in the name of Jesus Christ. Go out of the man. I adjure thee by the living God. You've torment him no more. Raise up your hand. You are free for the first time since you was a child. Amen. Go on your road, young man. Go on your road, young man. Because what happened? There was a young man. You were caused an injury, wasn't it? Then you have sorrow in your life, haven't you? It's a dark shadow. You, you've lost everything. Isn't that right? Raise up your hand. Why? Ear trouble is over. Your darkness 
is gone. <laughs> oh, my, 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 my. Sure. He says, you, look at there. He says, there's a dark shadow come on you. You're, you're going to lose your mind. You're going crazy. He said that to you. Isn't that right? He said that to you. Isn't that right? He even suggested suicide and everything else. But it didn't do a bit of good, did it? God's healed you. That's right. Go home. The dark shadow is gone. Amen. Would you say Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever? Amen. Darkness, then light. Death to life. Believe the Lord Jesus. Amen. Do you believe him? Dear God, who raised up Jesus from the dead, has given us then the privilege of having fellowship with him. His word tonight to see the manifestation of his spirit. That was just flying over everybody's head. Flying over their head. Do you believe, sir? Do you believe you're in his presence? In his presence. I see a dark shadow over you. You're dying. You got throat trouble. It's cancer of your throat. Not only that, you need healing for that, but you need healing for your soul worse than anything else because you're a sinner. You're not a Christian. You're smoking cigarettes and things. And that's the worst thing you could do. That's thus saith the Lord. People don't understand. God hates that demon of cigarettes. Hates it. He said, I'd rather see a woman in her vomit on the floor than have a cigarette in her mouth. Don't get quiet on me. That's a quote that we used years ago. You might as well wake up. Young people are now diving back into it. He actually, he actually said now, did you notice? He actually didn't tell you, I heal you. He said, it's your faith that saves you. And I love it. Brother Tim, this is the part that I love. Brother Brown wasn't a Greek scholar. Right? If you look at his desk and he's opening the seals and see him sitting there with his Bible. And yet all of a sudden, right out of that Greek, he goes, he said, it's your faith that saves you. And that word is sozo. <laughs> I thought, prophet, it, there's the mind of God coming. Sozo. Sozo. I preached on sozo. The word sozo is just a physical, not only a physical salvation, but a spiritual salvation. See, your faith saves you physically and spiritually. Amen. Hallelujah. Let your faith rise up this morning. Say, whatever clouds in my life, I deny it and I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. He allows then these crossroads to come. Crossroads of Zebulon and Ephtelah. He allows these crossroads to come. But the Ram said, he allows them to come. He permits crossroads. He permits to try us, to perfect us for his service. He may permit. Uh, permit a crossroad for our service. Just like he did Daniel. Daniel had a little crossroad one day. He was a great man down in Babylon. But God. But he 
let the king turn against him and throw him in a lion's den. What did it do? It only perfected him. Come on. Come on. Where the glory and honor of God is setting upon you. Arise and shine. In your trial. I said to a person the other day, they asked me from overseas, he said, Brother Tom, how are you doing? I said, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How's your ankle? I said, great. I said, I don't even think about it anymore. He goes, what? I said, I don't even think about it anymore. He says, why don't you think about... I said, nobody thinks about their... Who here got up this morning? I know Andrew, you probably were. But let's take the majority of the people here. Nobody got up and said, oh my goodness, my ankle. And then every step you take your ankle, and every year you take it, and 30 years you take it, and 40 years you take it. And it's the thought on your mind every step that you take. And I said to him, I said, I haven't thought of it since last September. I have not thought of it. I said, this is to me wonderful. The great physician now is here. Amen. He's a very present help in time of Croswell. He allows crossroads to determine... Where you stand. Will it knock you off? Every crossroad, every junction, every decision is a consequence, as Brother Tim preached not too long ago, that will happen. Do I take the right road or the wrong road? The straight road, the narrow road, or the broad road? There's always a junction going to take place. You're going to stand for God or not for God? Brother Bram said, bless my sisters and these young men and women at the crossroads of life. May they make their decisions tonight to serve you. How the great turmoils in this world today, we realize one thing. The Bible says that great spirits have come down. Evil spirits have got into the people and done these things. And we see the evil spirits working today. That's all this is. It's the God of this evil age. Demonic. Demonic in its nature. It's insidious. And I, and as I said last week, when Brother Branham put the, when he preached the seven church ages and he, and he put those moons and he talked about now how so much light in Paul's age. And then he went down through the seven ages and then the dark ages. There was Martin and there was a little bit of light and then there was more light that came. And then at the last age, at the seventh moon, there was just a sliver of light. He said, when God drew it on the back wall, It was completely dark. Total dark. He said, but I put it a little sliver. And he said, that little sliver, you know who they are? They're called the elected lady of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Your light has come arise. Shine. Prophet gave you a little bit of light. Through the message. I believe the church now is standing on the threshold of the greatest vindication of omnipotence that the world has ever known. Hallelujah. Natasha, we are there. You have lived for this. Your daddy lived for this. Your mother lived for this. We live for this. I believe we're on the threshold of it now. Listen, most of the prophets... I want to say most, a lot of what Brother Brown was preaching was prophecy. Prophecy of the future. Knowing that there was a bride of the future. 
And so now he said, I believe the church is now standing in the threshold. I don't know what threshold in God's great mind. Threshold, when I go over the threshold of the door, that means like I, if I go to that threshold, I just have to take one more step and I'm over into Beulah land. <laughs> Sweet Beulah land. I just want to take that one next step over the threshold. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Where are we living at? It's a horrible time for the unbelievers. Sure it is. It's a horrible time. But it's a glorious time for the church. Oh, you've heard it so often. But in this context, no prophet, no apostle, never in no time ever lived in such a time we live in now. This is the end. This is the end. Gross darkness, the people. Gross darkness, the land. There was again a prophecy laying in the scriptures in Zechariah 14. Saying that in the last day, there will be a day that comes that will be either neither night or day. It, but it, in the evening time, it shall be light. Zechariah 14 and 7. Turn to me to 1 Peter 2 and 9, please. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Are we doing all right for time? All right, been one hour. We'll not hold you too much, but maybe another hour. Who knows? First Peter two and nine. But you are a lucky people. Huh? A lottery people. You won the lottery. No. You are a a what? Chosen, chosen. Who chose you? Before the foundation of the world, who chose you? God chose you. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praise of him. And I looked up that praise, and and that's why I'm I'm not going to open my eyes right now. Praise him. (laughs) That's meager. I won't look at you now. Praise him. Amen. Amen. This is, this is what we are here. This is what the Bible says you are anyway. That you would show forth the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous. The marvelous light. You who were once darkness are now light. Now Peter says, who had called you out of darkness into this marvelous light. Brother Bram said in Children of Israel, we've seen on Sunday that through the church was a type, a shadow of the church that we have today, a calling out. Of darkness into the marvelous light. Led by signs and wonders. Bringing them out of Egypt. Going into a promised land. It's a perfect type of the church today. Being led out of darkness. Into the light of Christ. And how he brought a people out. That were down there in in Egypt. And become like the heathens. My. Become like the heathens. The way of the Gentiles. The lowest of the Jews. The lowest of the elect. But Jesus knew where to come. Where did he start his ministry? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek. For they shall inherit the earth. These were the ones that really needed him. And I'm looking at a whole room full of people that really needed him. We really needed him. We wouldn't have been comfortable. We would have not been comfortable. I know we would, you wouldn't have been comfortable in the Catholic Church right now. 
And Brother Bram said, recognize and ordain this message, which I have right here, somewhere on here, all the books. And Brother Bram said, he says, and, and as he was showing the moons, it was at the time where the Pope went to Jer- Jerusalem. And he never even went to the Jews. He went to the Palestinians. Didn't even go. And, and, and when he went there, and then there was a total darkness. A total darkness. Gross darkness. The land gross darkness. The people. And then I, I start to realize, because of course most of us heard this week over this school in Kamloops, that over 215 children were brutally murdered and buried in a mass grave. So I looked it up and they said it was a Christian organization that was running this school. And I said, Christian nonsense. Christian nonsense. It's not Christian. That's not me. That has nothing to do with me. That's not Christian. So then I started to dig in a little bit more and find out it was the Catholic Church that had it in the late 90s to, to the mid-60s. For 80 years, they ran that church. And my Bible says it's the cage of every filthy and unclean bird. She still has murder in her heart. Oh, they might look pious in their long dresses. What is man wearing dresses for? They're perverts already. Let's call it like it is. Huh? Sam and I in his 18th graduation in Milko, we were in Rome and here they all are walking through the Vatican in their dresses. And I looked at that and said, that's deplorable. And half of them were like this. And I said, ridiculous. And they're living it right in front of the people and the people swallowed it up. But if it was you and I that killed 215 kids, you would know every one of you would be in jail today. But because the system is tied to the Catholic Church, it's dark out there. But God sent you a message to let you know that is a demon in that church. They can they do whatever they want to do. Listen, saints of God, that beast is going to rise right out of her. But I'm going to be gone. Hallelujah. There's going to be a light that catches us away. Arise and shine, Sister Debbie. Your light has come. Hallelujah. Sure. Sure, it's dark out there. We we were looking for a church for the state side this last couple of months. We've been looking, and Brother Jeff has been looking really hard. And because we know that for the weekends now, coming through from mid-June to when we have camp in August, they're all booked up. So we won't be able to have church on the state side unless we find a place. So we found the perfect place. And they love him. Love him, love his family, love his children. And then they phoned the church and said, can we have a statement of faith before we sign, seal, and deliver? And Ken and I know exactly. He's got a big smile on his face because Trinity Western did that to us and that didn't go well. A Trinity really doesn't go well with us. And it does not go well with them. If you don't believe in their three unclean frogs, you are not going to have their church. Because we don't believe in the Trinity and they were so kind about it, but they love you. They love what the word produces. You have such a lovely family. Well, and Jeff just thought, it was so hurt. Brother Jeff, forgive me. Forgive me. He says, this has been my, my first rodeo. 
I said, I think I've had five. And Brother Ken's been with me with most of them. Rejected and, and Brother Ken keeps on saying, don't push Tom. Don't push Tom. Don't push him. Don't press his button. He's going to press his button. You press his button. What do you believe? The Bible. What else are you going to say? Right? What else are you going to say? I believe the Bible. Right? Well, what in the Bible do you believe? I believe in God in the Bible. I believe that God came down and died for our sins. Yeah, what about that? Okay, how are you? And then again, how were you baptized? Oh, that's the button. Don't push that button. How are you baptized? The Christian way. Now, if they want to keep pressing the button, they're going to find out what the Christian way is. And they pressed it again. And they showed us out the door. Well, again, they showed us out the door. So we got to pray that we find a building that we can get or we'll go to our summer program, which is normally one service on Sunday. But we would like to go for two because we're able. So now the Bible says, And all these things that were made by him, and without him was nothing made that was made, in him was life, and life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness. And darkness comprehended it not. Okay, so if we look, just take a look at the basis and if you just use Webster's dictionary, you'll find that darkness comprehended it not means that they don't understand it. It doesn't mean that. It just doesn't mean that. It's not that they can't comprehend it. It's that they can't admit it. They can't admit it or they won't receive it because they are darkness. So the word doesn't means that they comprehend it or not, or they can't admit it, or they can't receive it, and they won't apprehend it or take a hold of it. How many of us thought all our friends would love this message? Our family's going to love it. Look what it did for us. Huh? How many of us got turned away by our own families? <laughs> yes, Margaret. Yes, Brother Eli. Come on. A lot of us got just turned away. But they couldn't apprehend what you had. They couldn't apprehend it. They couldn't admit it. I liked you better the old way. Oh, really? I said, that's a lie. Because you were always on my case when I was the old way. Now you're on my case the new way. So darkness. Men were ignorant. So guilty and so debased. They couldn't appreciate the value of the light of life in your life. Great masses of men sink into sin and they will receive a teaching outside of the Bible. And that becomes gross darkness. They feeling they're enlightened. So what a, what a, what a weird way to go. They think, hey, we're, we're enlightened. And the Bible says, you're darkness. Yeah. Yeah. And they say, we're darkness. <laughs> and you're light. Amen. You're light. What a paradox this has become. What a paradox. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men love darkness. Rather than light because their deeds are evil. I saw one clip on, I, I believe it was um, on CNN or something like that, news feed. And it was to do with COVID. 
And the producer uh, um, was being interviewed by some radical other news outlet, and uh, there's a camera or something being filmed. And they were saying how they were jacking up the numbers of COVID because the numbers were low and they needed high because high numbers give you higher ratings. Brother Tim and I are talking about that. So they, they lie about the numbers so that they will get higher ratings so that they could have more advertisements so people could, you know, watch their thing. It's all about money. The love of money. And yet they're telling the people a lie. They're telling the people a lie. And so this is the condemnation. Light has come around this globe for seven times, for 33 years. But they would love their darkness. If a program isn't more blood, guts, and gore now, I remember, I think we showed, we were on a holiday, and there was a John Wayne movie with a guy getting shot. You know, and it's so phony, it was unbelievable. And my my auntie, she she was a John Wayne fan down in California. So they showed this John Wayne thing, and they said, the voice seemed that, <gasps> somebody got shot. Well, you see something today, you'll have a, it's a horror movie. If there's not blood, guts, and gore, they won't sell. Violence has filled the earth. Gross darkness, the people. And they feed on it. And they wonder why people go into their employment, shoot 10 employees, shoot young children, because that's what they've been feeding on. Yeah, if you want to start feeding your children on that, you're going to have a hard time getting them off. As I said to one couple even 30 years ago, I said, you'll start with your Disney, but you'll end up with your R-rated before you know it because they're a teenager or 14-year-old and you're not home and they're going to get whatever they want to get. And now they don't have to go to the store to get a VHR. They can just get on the internet and watch anything they want. Mm -hmm. It's gross darkness, folks. It's gross darkness. But Brother Bram said in, in the message, Shalom, good morning. Good morning. Good morning means peace. Good morning. Darkness is gathering. What's it gathering for? To show the light. Isaiah 6 and 1. Rise, shine, your lights come. That's the reason I say to you this morning, Shalom. Shalom has come to you. Shalom. God's peace has come to you. Well, the presence of God has come to you. Shalom. If you look up the word shalom, you'll find that a man is not complete until they come into the presence of God. And that's what the Jew says shalom for, that you will come to be complete so that you can walk in the presence of God. They say it and don't know it. We say it and know it. A prophet said shalom because the presence of God is here that you and I can walk in it. <laughs> you figure that out. Good morning to my lovely bride, as we used to sing in the 80s. Good morning. The predestinated seed lights come down on her, showing that the darkness is gone from you and puts you into fellowship with Christ. Good morning. Good morning, John. Get up in the morning and have fellowship with the king. And all his splendor is upon you and all the honor is upon you. And now we're now we're starting to understand that we've been called to a higher position. Oh, predestinated seed. It puts you into fellowship with Jesus Christ. 
He is the one who has given you life before the foundation of the world. Otherwise, you would never have seen it. Think about it. You'd never have seen it. Never seen it unless you are predestinated to it. If you're not, you can't see it. So why are you so excited about Because I see it. Amen. If you're not excited, you don't see it. I'm sorry. You, you, there's something in you. It's bubbling. It's bubbling. It's bubbling in my soul. Remember that song, Sharon? <laughs> Sunday school. It's bubbling. It's bubbling. I don't know if they sing that anymore. Why are you so happy? Because I'm leaving. I got my ticket. It's already been paid for. Yes, sir. The resurrection came by my way. The light shone in my seat and I'm going home. When you're going, whenever the conductor says, get on board. <laughs> get on board, folks. Get on board. God. Now, if you want to just, we got, I got quote after quote after quote after quote after quote after quote. He takes the nobodies. And makes them the somebodies. And that's basically what I wanted to get to you this morning. You are somebody. Even though the devil tells you you're just a nobody. You are somebody. You might have been born in Kabul. But you got translated into another kingdom. The kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah. I don't stay in Kabul no longer. The man at the pool of Bethesda. When Jesus came by his way, he didn't stay at the pool. He took up his bed, brother Nathan, and he walked out of there. Though the men came and the priests came and the religious systems came. That Who healed you on the Sabbath day? I don't know his name, but whatever he was, that had to be Messiah. Glory! I don't know what happened to me, but I got a hold of Messiah! Did we know that when we first got saved, John? Did we know that? We sure didn't know that. But do we know that now? We sure know that now. Amen. Do we go grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ? Is the word becoming more real to you today than it was last week, last month, last year? Are we seeing our position more now, Eli, than we've ever seen before? Sister Margaret, we are the sons and daughters of God. This is what the light has come for. Glory! Hallelujah. God picked you up. You who were the nobodies. God picked you up. And God will continue to use you. Amen. Oh, I love it. I love this part. Never got to it last week, so I might as well get there. Has anybody got a roast that's burning? All right. My wife might have one, but it's okay. Here's the nobody. She's up in Sedan. She's a Gentile. She's not a, she's not a, a widow of Israel. Not a widow. Wasn't there not many widows in Israel, but Elijah went to one in Sedan, Zarephath. When by the way, the Gentile, light always comes to his elected lady. Amen. Her husband had to be dead. Her old man had to be dead. She had to get down to the last of her barrel. Sometimes you had to get down to the bottom of the bottom. But that's when Jesus came, Brother Dan. Mr. Cool with that. Oh, I love that jacket you had. You should hang that up and put it in gold. Hang it on there. Man, in August, has a fur-collared coat. Comes to a campgrounds. And he's cool. 
Dan, I'm not embarrassing you. I hope not. But it's true, right? I'm not, I might embellish it a bit, but it's pretty close, right? And so here he is with his wool collar on <laughs> in 85 degree weather. And I looked down in there and said, that man is just too cool. But then Jesus came. He actually was leaving the tent. He was going out of the tent. I said, oh God, stop brother Daniel. And all of a sudden he turned around and he ended up at the altar and he's been here ever since. Hallelujah. God turned darkness into light. You had to get right down to the last, to the bottom of the bottom. And there she was with her last handful of meal, a little bit of oil. And then the word said, give it to me. Give it to me. Are you willing to surrender everything? Give it to me. Light was shining in a dark place. There had to be something special about him that she saw within him. Brother Brown said a prophet is a reflection of God's light. She saw light. And it's against a natural person to give the last that she's got for her son. Not for herself, but for her son. And then we die. But she was willing to give it to the word. Everything she had, she was willing to give it to the word. Darkness the people. They were in a drought. They had no food. But she was willing to give it to the word. (laughs) Yes, sir. Gross darkness. All the time. Ahab was around. Jezebel was there. False religion all around. In Israel. He leaves Israel. Goes to Zarephath. Goes to the way of the Gentile. Goes to a widow woman. Because God said, I've commanded her. I commanded her to feed you. You've had ravens. You've had ravens. Now think about it. A raven. Ever seen a, a raven eat? They don't even chew. They gulp. And they're bringing meat and bread to Elijah. I mean, it's supernatural. It's all supernatural. We know that. But now he's by the brook Cherith. And Cherith now is dried up. And there's going to be a little widow woman that's going to be waiting for her. And she doesn't even know she's commanded. And neither did you. Sister Allen, you didn't have a clue you were commanded. But God had a seed in there that was going to command itself. That gene was going to respond to light. It's, it's a law. It has to happen. And there she was. It was a strange looking man with a staff in his hand at first. But his eyes had a gleam in them. The glory of God was upon him. Hairy old man in a sheepskin wrapped around him. He was making his steps just as sturdy as he could walk down the road of Samaria. So I looked it up. How many hour walk was Cherith to Serapath? This wasn't an easy task. This wasn't walking from Langley to Cloverdale. This is like walking from Langley to Hope. Uh-huh. And every step was sturdy. Old Elijah. Every step was dirty. He knew he had a commission. Now, if I told John, you know, there's a seed in hope right now. Can you just start walking and we'll, we'll see you in a few days. <laughs> I would take a real step of faith. I wouldn't ask you to do it anyways unless the Lord told us to. 
He wasn't much to look at, Brother Bram said. Nope, he wasn't much to look at at all. He was Elijah the Tishbite. He was the pro. He was the prophet of the Lord, but not much to look at. There was a widow. There she was, down, 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 down on her supplies. Nobody there to help her. Oh, where's the support of the church? She had no help. No one. She just had whatever she had left. A little meal and a little oil. I'm just going to give up. God had her in mind. (laughs) Nobody loves me. I'm going to go sit in the corner and get in the fetal position. Is that really real, what we're supposed to be doing? I don't think so. God had her in mind. God had a prophet stand in the door. And we know the door represents Christ. And she heard a voice. She heard a voice. If Brother Bram called it one place. It was the voice of thunder. The voice of thunder. And the seed in her came alive. <laughs> How many of us, we were just down and out. We were the nobodies. We're no, who nobody cared. Nobody cared. You were lonely amongst millions of hundreds of people. But Jesus knew exactly your door. He knew exactly where you were. And she was willing, Brother Brown said in one place, to put it all on the altar. She is willing to put their sticks on the altar. She is willing to put the oil on the altar. She is willing to put the meal on the altar. And we know that was Christ, the meal offering. She was willing to do it all. To hear what God had to say. She grinded out her meal. She made the meal offering. She caused then the word in the prophet to become the living word before her. Prophet, type, shadow, son of man, God in a prophet. She looked at him where others wouldn't give him the time of day. Israel had rejected him. The church world rejected this message. They wouldn't give him the time of day. But then he came to you, your little widow woman. You were willing to give him your all this morning. God help you, Canadians, Brother Bram said. God help you, Canadians. Don't ever let that American pollution get in here. That's right. Where did it come from? Where did it come from? Where does America get it from? From Hollywood? Where did Hollywood get it from? Hell. That's where it all came from. We are not of this world, saints. We are not of these kingdoms here. It's gross darkness, the land. It is pathetic. Their thinking is around. Defund the police. I don't even want to get political. But I want to show you how ridiculous this is. Defund the police until they come to your door. Until they come to the governor's door. And they break down their door. And they're the ones that were there to say, defund the police. Ridiculous. Who do they phone? The chief of police. And the chief of police says, well, you want to defund us. Have at it. Isn't this ridiculous? Gross darkness, the people. Their minds are crazy. 
And for that, I'm sure I'll get a few emails, I know. But does that sound ridiculous, Dave? (laughs) Get rid of all the police so that we can have a big party. Then they start destroying people's livelihoods. The stores get uh, ransacked, homes get burnt, people get killed. And all of a sudden, they wake up and smell the coffee and say, oh, well, we better have some police around here. Now the police have all quit. You don't want us, we don't want you. Now anarchy rules. Doesn't that sound like a wonderful world to live in? I don't live in that world. I live in a world called light. I live in the presence of Almighty God. I live in the splendor of the word of life. Don't get caught up in what they're doing. Get caught up in the message. People move by location. Don't you understand? It's not the location. It's gross darkness. The people. I don't care if it's Africa, Europe, Canada, America, South America. They're all gross darkness. Lord, I'm going to go here. It's going to be a better life. It will not be a better life. You're deceived. You're deceived. The only life is in him. And in him is life eternal. He is the light of the hour. He is the light. To that word of zero path through that prophet. Unless God would have sent a prophet and light in our generation. We could not have arisen and come to our position. We are beneficiaries of this light. There's something calling in us that want God. Brother Bram said, there's something in us that's hungering for God. There's something in us that's thirsting for God. We went to this church and we went to that church. We went wherever we thought we could find it. But all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we were groping in darkness. We went here. We're looking for it here. We're looking for it. We're groping in it. We're groping in it. We think this is it. This is it. He said, you are groping in darkness But the great resurrection, the great resurrection came to us in the manifestation of his promised word of God. That should have got you out of your seat, saints of God. You who were once darkness, you are now light. Hallelujah. It took God to illuminate That seed within your soul. The one that redeemed you. The one that saved you. The one that called you. The one who wants to settle down. And give you his splendor. And give you his opinion of what he thinks of you. But now, saints of God, it's called relationship. And I'm going to finish with the musicians. Why don't you come? Now it's called relationship. If you don't have a relationship, you don't have a clue what I'm talking about. Sorry. Because that relationship of light in life, it's in you to love him. Brother Mike, I love seeing you there than there. I love seeing you in the flesh. God loves to see his people with the word in flesh. Flesh. God manifesting himself now in a dark world so that you could be the light of the world. You're the light, Dave. When you get on that bus tomorrow, just say, praise the Lord. I'm the light to you. Oh, and now turn your bus upside down. Probably be pulled before the superiors. 
But that's okay. You can handle it. You're tough still, I think. Huh? We're lights. In a dark world. Now, I don't know if you brothers have ever played for the bus drivers, but you gotta pray for them. I mean, I can't, I can't believe the stories I've been told about what happens downtown. But that is the world of gross darkness. I used to have to walk Hastings and Granville when I was coming back from UBC to get out home. That was how I used to walk. And now, I just talked to a lady the other day. She says, I'm afraid to go down to Granville and Hastings. I was afraid 40 years ago. Now can you imagine what it is today? Can you imagine what it is today? God is in his people again to establish you, to establish his gospel at the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery, Paul says in Romans 16 and 25, according to the revelation of the mystery which has been kept secret until the world began. But now at the sounding of the seventh angel's message, all the mystery is now finished. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So let your light shine. Shine. I don't really get off on the woe is me. I might as well say it. Anybody ever say woe is me? Uh, Don't admit it please. Not right now anyway. (laughs) Woe is me. I'm having a bad day. Every bad day is a good day for me. Every bad day is a good day. Yeah, sure, we all have bad days. But we're not dictated by the circumstance. We're dictated by the word in himself. Isn't that a nice way to end a service now? Where everybody just got into bondage in that last statement. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. We're not dictated by woe is me. We're dictated by what the word says we are. And to God be the glory. The glory of God has settled on us. And his opinion of you is you are his victory. (laughs) Hallelujah. That's his glory. That's his opinion. That's his splendor. That's his honor that he's throwing and heaping on you this morning. She is my victory. She will not fall. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, just a basic little message this morning. But I pray, Lord, that the light would shine upon the seed genes of the living God. Lord, we love you with a great love and always have. But Lord, he that has been forgiven much, as the scripture said, loveth much. And I look back in the old Tom Ray. He's been forgiven much and he loves much. And so, Lord, I pray, God, that the light of the gospel will shine on each and every one this morning. Lord, that they can see that the glory of God has settled upon them. The seed has come to life. And now they are to manifest the light before a dark and sin-cursed world. Father, I pray that the word will speak deeply to the hearts of your children and they will go forth edified, built up in the faith, I pray. I ask it in the name of Jesus Christ for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen.
Well, how are you doing, nobodies? Amen. He takes the nobodies and he makes them what? And you are somebody this morning. And you can thank God. There are two roads you could choose. There's a crossroads in all of our lives. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful we've chosen, Sam, the right road. There are two roads. Let's stand to our feet, please. There are two roads you may take. It's one by sight. Let's take the one by faith. One by faith. Just take the word of God or what you see. What's your need? What's your need? And what's your cry? What's your mountain? It's much higher. Here's the bride's position. Speak the word of God. And by and privilege of being over at Sam and Rebecca's the other night and there was one eagle and I said oh there's a sign you're at the right place at the right time then another eagle comes by and said I'm in the right place at the right time then another eagle shows up I thought, my goodness it's a holy convocation taking place here 
And I watched those, those eagles and just as, as Brother Mark wrote that song, they didn't even flap their wings. They just set their wings. I said, where'd they go? Right in the bush. They went right, right. I said, how do you, how do you, how do you even maneuver out through the branches, Brother Nathan? It's already in the sky, already being propelled. Don't strive, saints. Just believe the word of God. Believe thus saith the Lord. Believe this message with all your heart. It's the only light there is. I got, I, I'm sorry I didn't finish the message, but it says in one place, this is the only light word there is. So if you think that you got other light and they're not preaching the word, you're falling darkness. And people say, oh, Brother Tom, you're thinking too much of this message. No, I can't think too much of the message. And I'm so grateful, Sean, that we believe what we believe. Amen. And look what it's done for you. And talk about two cool fellas. And now they're two sons of God with the glory of God on their faces. Brother Dan, would you mind? closing in a word of prayer I'm sorry if I embarrassed you at all but it's the work of God God bless you Dan let's bow our heads our precious heavenly father we are truly grateful Lord that you have brought us here this morning what a word that we have Lord Jesus that shapes our lives changes our lives Lord makes us into something Lord not just something but sons and daughters of the living God what an anointing you have given us, Father. What a, what a word that you have given us, Lord Jesus. What a message, Father. How we're so thankful, Lord Jesus, this morning of the word of God, Lord Jesus, of Jesus Christ himself living within us, Lord. Hallelujah. It's a privilege, it's an honor, Lord Jesus, that we are able to live out this life of Christ. We thank you for the word that we've heard this morning from Brother Tom, Lord. On his birthday today, Lord Jesus, delivering this word, we pray a, a special prayer of blessing upon him, Lord, that you continue to anoint him, continue to bless him, Father. What a blessing he's been in our lives, Lord Jesus. What a what a great shepherd he's been, Father. And we just pray, oh God, that you continue to lead and guide him, Lord Jesus. Use him for your kingdom. Use him for your glory, Lord Jesus. And bless him, we pray. We pray that you send these people forth, Lord Jesus, your children. Send them forth from this place, Lord, how we've longed to be back in this house, Lord. And here we are once again. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for opening these doors, oh God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that we can come once again to enjoy your word, Father. To give you praise and worship, Lord. To lift up our hands and lift up our voices and say, thank you, Jesus. We lift up our voices and say, we worship you. We give you praise and honor, Lord Jesus. Oh God, you've been, you've been so good to us, Lord. You've been so faithful and so true, Lord. You've kept us, Lord Jesus. You've kept us through these times, Lord God. And here we are once again to worship and praise you in the house of God. We ask, Lord Jesus, you go forth before us, Lord Jesus. Be with those who need you, Father. Brother Milko, Brother Henry. Each one, Lord, a need in their bodies, Father. Each one here, Lord Jesus. Hands may be raised, Father. Souls, Lord, need to be changed and saved, Lord God. And Father, as it's been spoken, Lord, you're in the business of houseperts, Lord Jesus. You're in the business of going to our homes and to our rooms, Lord Jesus, to deliver the lost, Father, to heal the sick, Lord Jesus, to loose the bound, Father. You are still God and you are still the same. We thank you for your word. We thank you for this presence, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.
God bless you all. So wonderful to see you. I know we're not allowed to shake. We're not allowed the sisters to hug the sisters and the brothers the brothers. But here's a hug, okay? <laughs> to everybody, God bless you. So I'm casting all my cares on him and then we'll go. So I'm casting all my cares on you. Oh, I know you love me. Redemption by blood. That's the greatest love story. And full restoration. Full redemption. That's what seven angels in a cloud testify. My Redeemer's no longer dead. He's risen. Coming back for you and me one more time. And so I'm casting all my cares on you. I know you love me. Redemption by blood. And that's the greatest love story. Seven angels in a cloud testify my Redeemer's no longer dead. He's risen and he's coming back for you and me. Hallelujah. All right. This is just one housekeeping rule here. All right. It's one housekeeping rule. Those that are in the balcony, you have to make your way separately from the ones that are in the sanctuary. Out there, we have people that are watching us. And so we, we just have to hold back from really having fellowship with one another for a couple more weeks. All right? You've done fantastic this morning, and it's been a joy to speak to you. God bless you all. But if the balcony would go, the fellowship would go their way. Just meander out however you came. You did fantastic. And we just pray that God will just bless you and have a wonderful day this this week. Brother Tim, Lord willing. Lord, yeah, oh no. I'm willing. Is he willing? Are you willing? <laughs> yeah, you're going to be here anyways. You might as well preach, right? So Lord, by God's grace, Brother Tim will be ministering on, on Wednesday night. And he'll have somebody to preach to. It'll be wonderful, Brother Tim. We'll look forward to it. God bless you. You're all dismissed in Jesus' name. We love you.